Na mihi nui, kia koutou katoa. Welcome to Auckland Library's podcast. As we celebrate Pride Month across the country, come and visit a new exhibition called Diversity, located at Central City Library at Level 2 in the atrium space. Now, join us in listening to the interviews recorded on September 2015 for the Rainbow Youth Archives. In the following tracks, you will learn about the coming out stories of seven different Rainbow Youth members. So when did you start identifying as someone who is part of the queer and gender diverse community? Uh, I think it was in my second year at uni, like in my first year, I didn't really think or explore it about it all that much. Oh no, wait, wait, wait. That's probably earlier than that. No, actually, yeah. Um, I think I realised that I enjoyed... Um, that I was attracted to male people um, as well or more than or something along those lines um, in like year 8 of school so when I was about 12 13. Um, but that wasn't really something it didn't worry me too much um, but I probably didn't think about it all that much and that identity probably didn't really start growing until I was at university and it was 2008 I think towards the end of 2008 when I first kind of engaged with no 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 end of 2006 uh, when I first started getting involved with like the uni queue at Waikiki University and just going along and, mm. um, so yeah. I identified that you wanted to sort of explore it more yeah, mm. yeah and connect with people but I think I was never never really wanted to like just go to the bars and get drunk and hang out like I wanted to meet people in what I thought was a safer environment and did you do you remember growing up ever knowing or learning about pansexual bisexual gay people or like before you had those feelings did you know straight away what that was or did you have no idea I'm trying to remember because I think my knowledge has moved on so much now <laughs> I take the looking around with um remember mm. what my knowledge mm. I think it was probably more you know you see the stereotypical things on TV of yeah people laughing at people who are gay and yeah. things like that yeah. cool oh, that's good um, what <laughs> challenges did you face coming to terms with your identity and obviously you can tell as much detail as you want or if yeah. you don't have to or yeah uh, I think it was mostly around parents and disappointing parents and things like that um yes so I was quite because I I started like in 2006 like one of the like third or fourth meetings for UniQ I attended was at AGM and I was like elected secretary or something stupid because it's kind of a trend which has continued for the rest of my life um uh, and so I was a little bit worried that I think the real reason that sort of pushed me to tell my parents the first time was that my dad was actually working at the university or something as well at that time and I was worried he might like <laughs> suddenly see my name aligned <laughs> against something to do with uni 
or the student association, because you know it was a registered student associ- uh, student association group. Um, so I made the decision to tell my parents. Um, was that scary? Yes, mm. I s- told them separately. Did you sit them down and yep. actually? Because I'm fascinated by this because I. My parents found out by word of mouth, so oh, really? I'm fascinated by the conversation. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that easy. Um, so I organised to have lunch with mum, and then mum this organised for our brother to come as well, which I didn't know until I met up with mum. So I like we were in the shopping mall, so I like, blurted it out to her, and she had like three minutes to deal with it before my brother showed up, and then she pretended like I hadn't told her throughout all of lunch. It was really funny. Wow. Um, but then as soon as lunch was over she's like we need to talk about this more blah 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 blah. Um, so I don't think she really understood fully except to start with uh, and then I did something similar she scared me off telling dad for a while um, but I decided I had to uh, did she tell you explicitly not to or was it just that her reaction wasn't great uh, I think she just said things along the lines of I've got no idea how to tell your father this or how he reacts or, yeah so it didn't tell me not to but it just scared me off um, but no, then so then I went and had lunch with Dad and told him, and he basically said, "Okay, well, you know, you're old enough to make your own decisions," which at the time I thought was pretty good. But reflecting back on it, it was a bit of a hands-off approach. Do you mean a bit of a? Uh, I think it was a bit of a. Um, what's the word? Or just like implying it was a decision or a phase or something that, you know, I think he thought it was quite a small thing, whereas for me, quite a big thing. Yeah. Might have also just been him not know how to deal with it. <laughs> um, but then kind of entered a period of about eight to ten years where I kind of expected my parents to want to engage in some of the work and stuff that I was doing um, in the community and they really want to <laughs> um, and so there were a few times where I expected my parents to do things and they didn't or wouldn't and I got quite angry and upset with them around that um, so you know we kind of get, I'd get grumpy with them for a while and then they kind of had some space and things would come down and then get grumpy with them again um, and I think that that um, when the marriage equality bill was going through and um, mum stupidly told me, should keep my mouth shut, that my dad had signed the thing going around the churches being opposed to the marriage bill. Um, so I got really, really, really drunk and bragged my parents <laughs> and to confront dad about it. Um, I didn't intend to, I just got really drunk and I was quite upset. And then at my friend's birthday, I wasn't drinking alone. Um, and then... Yeah, rang them. I was quite upset with them on the phone and crying. I don't know if they ever knew I was drunk or not because they didn't mention it. But um, how did that go down? Well, I don't really remember the drunken phone call. <laughs> but I remember I was crying, and I remember my mum was like yelling at me over the phone, and I hung up. Wow. Actually, um, the next day or a little while later, she said it took her like a few minutes to realise I'd hung up. <laughs> so, really funny. but that sort of the. Eased a bit? Well, we had a face-to-face conversation the next day. Um, which is good, because it showed me that they wanted to engage and keep talking. Um, and I think I actually shared the submissions I'd made to the both the written one and then my verbal one to the select 
committee, wow. which kind of outlined perhaps nicer words, some of the ways I felt the way I did. Um, I'm trying to remember what happened after that. <clears throat> I don't. I think we just didn't talk about it for like I go. I'll go for months without talking to my parents anyway. So, you know, a little bit of time is not that weird. You know, I know a lot of people like speak to their parents every day. That's not me. You've been listening to Auckland Libraries podcast. You can find further information on our SoundCloud page or see the Auckland Libraries website.